0: Welcome to the Leaders of Lasting Impact podcast. My name is Matt Pohl, founder of the Rewild Group. We believe that as a fundamental part of the human experience, that work is not only essential, it's valuable, that work matters. That's why we're on a mission to multiply the number of exceptional businesses globally. We want business owners and their employees to thrive at work. Thanks for joining us for another episode where we discuss stories of how leaders are having a lasting impact on small and mid-sized businesses. Welcome to the Leaders of Lasting Impact podcast. I'm Matt Pohl, your your host, and I'm pleased to be joined today by Mitchell Levy. He is a global credibility expert, and we've asked him to come on today and share some of the insights he's gained uh, in working with small and mid-sized businesses. Um, And so... Great to have you on on the show today.
1: Matt, thanks for having me. It's great to be here.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, you have kind of this interesting area that you focus in, and we just thought that there would be uh, a valuable kind of topic to bring to our audience, which again is primarily owners and leaders of small and mid-sized businesses. Um, maybe we just start off with having you tell us a little bit about your background, kind of the journey uh, to where you're at today.
1: It's an interesting journey, um, as we all have had. You know, I I I've been in Silicon Valley now for thirty five years.
0: Oh.
1: Um, came out thirty three years ago. Um, prior to that, I I did an undergrad, got an MBA. My undergrad, I always love saying the title of my undergrad. I still use this work today. It was a BS in stochastic and deterministic models of operational research. Okay. So the okay. reason I say that is I'm still yeah. applying what I learned there and what I basically it means. I was taught how to model people and systems and improve them. Okay. And that's what I've been doing my my whole career. Okay. So I spent in Silicon Valley. We did a startup. I did a startup that failed. Uh, I I wasn't, I just went to the startup. I wasn't the founder. Um, the I then went to Sun Microsystems for 10 years. Okay. And uh, basically got the bug for uh, the internet and e-commerce. Right. When I started my own um, consulting business, um, I was one of those guys during the dot-com days. that would go to CEOs and VP of operations inside companies. I say, you know, this is new technology company coming. That, That technology is the internet. And if you don't go there, you will disappear. Um. You could say the same thing today about AI, and that's mm-hmm. what GPT did for us last year. Right. In 1996, Mark Andreessen and, and and Mosaic is what said the internet's real,
0: right? Right.
1: You know. So I've been uh, since 1997. Uh, I've been uh, classically, you would call me an entrepreneur. Um, I started twenty odd companies. Okay. Um, what I've been able to do is I've sat on the board of a NASDAQ company for 10 years. I've I've created four different executive business programs for Silicon Valley universities. Um, I've run four CEO networking groups for a decade. I've been on over 100 advisory boards. So I love sort of the mentoring, coaching piece of it. Okay. Um, in 20, 2021, I was asked to join Marshall Goldsmith's 100 Coaches organization. So I, I act as executive coach as well. Today, um, my business, uh, secondary businesses, so businesses that I keep on the side, executive coaching um, and publishing, and the primary business is focused around an audience that really needs my support. It's the same audience that you serve. Right. And that is the, whether it's a coach, consultant, or small business where there's primarily one or two rainmakers. Okay, what I do is is I've and I've bundled it into a solution called the Certified Clarity Specialist program. So let me I'll tell you what that is. It's a, do you have clarity for yourself and do you reinforce that with how you show up online and offline? Okay. Um, B, can you actually give clarity to others? And then C, do you actually have a business? So I make sure because a lot of coaches what they've been really good at doing, is they've been really good at delivering, but they kind of suck at business development.
0: I think that's uh, that's um, <laughs> yes, that's ubiquitous, is my epi- uh, experience as well in this this market. You so know. I
1: figured, us so so Matt, I figured I was going to tackle an issue. We an issue in particular. and I was going to create a certification program. I wanted to create something that was different than others, and the clarity is definitely different. But if I just gave clarity, it'd be like anything else. So I want to make sure that people in the room are making significantly more money than they're actually paying me. Right. Well, that's cool. Um, so your early career, at Sun
0: Microsystems, other kind of uh, technology groups, sounds like you've been on your own as a consultant or as an advisor for a large portion of your,
1: uh, your career. Is that, was that? After? Yeah, I think I tipped the scale. I think it was, it was, Thirteen years doing corporate stuff. Okay. And now since ninety seven, so yeah, I guess I I've exceeded the uh, the the consulting the consulting owned company. So I've created companies that have been up to twenty people, but all smaller entities. And and so, now I've got a company of of five or six. So it's a small, it's a right. small group, right?
0: Okay. Well, cool. Yeah, and I I can. I can relate to your undergrad. That's yours. Sound a lot better than mine, but uh, my undergrad's in decision sciences, which is uh, the operations research area
1: as well. Sounds and, the same. It's it's similar stuff, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. No, it's and it's uh, it served me well as also. So that's great to hear. Um, <clears throat> when you look at this particular enterprise that you're running now, that you're focusing on, uh, you said. Um, Coaches, consultants—that's across the board. Is that like uh, primarily business coaches and consultants, or is it broader than that? Oh, thanks, thanks
1: for asking. So, I I have met a, a a process that allows somebody to articulate um, whether it's an individual or a corporation. Essentially, the I'm going to say in the fun way, the playground they play in but they get to articulate who they serve and how they serve them in 10 words or less. Okay. And in the way I would say it, if you're a credible company or you're a credible individual, you are of service to others. Right. That kind of makes sense. so if you're a right. service to others, who, so typically I use one word, I use coaches, right? But it's, it's that cross segment of coaching, consulting, small business. Yeah. So coaches and it's business coaches mostly because um, it's where I have expertise. Right. um it would work for others but i i haven't uh what i need to do is tackle a coaching space first and after that i'll move to another another vertical sure. so for me my i call it a cpop my customer point of possibilities coaches who've created a job not a business right and and that's the thing that i love doing is is um I don't think we've mentioned this uh, even in the green room between 2019 and 2020, I interviewed 500 thought leaders on credibility. Okay. So I unpacked a series of, of things that help one be credible and show up more credibly. And I've been deploying that since then. And the thing that really sticks out as the number one is just pure clarity being consistent and clear on on who the company is and and how they serve right so
0: why why is clarity so important in your mind or through your research how does that help um you know get the message out about what a coach does
1: so for companies when we when we work with corporations uh and and I've worked with s- very large companies and also many companies in the SME space. Okay. The biggest problem we have in the world is that humans want to make things complicated. <laughs> and so we go out of our way to create mission values, structures, customer avatars, blah blah blah. So imagine if you're if you're watching this and you're you're a business owner. Right. Imagine in less than 10 words, articulating the playground you play in. Mm-hmm. I mean, just simply as simple as that, because what all I'm doing, Matt, I'm giving people a compass. And so what often happens is we, you know, uh, we hear this new thing out there called AI, you know, way back when we heard a new thing out there called fax machines or the web or, you know, and, and the company, the business owners think, well, how do I use that? And then they go to an expert and they pay for some complicated solution. At the end of the day, we are of service to our customer base. So who is our customer base? Right. And if you could do that in one, two, or three words, but I like I like one. That's why I pick coaches. But if you could if you do that in one word, and then what is either the pain point that they perceive that they have? Mm -hmm. what's the pleasure point that they want to reach right and you put that together in less than 10 words i guarantee to every business owner if you have that level of clarity every interaction you have from here on in will be changed Mm. when you talk to now within each division uh, i'll give you an example Um, former CMO of IBM is someone I was speaking with. Um, she went to a new firm, uh, less than 2000 employees and did the traditional things. You know, the traditional things are, okay, what are the customer avatars given the different verticals we're in? You know, Mm -hmm. what are the value added propositions, right? What, what are the things that we're doing? And there's like many companies, you know, there's, there's always disconnects between what different verticals are doing and what different functions are doing. This is what you do as in your company. Right. Right. And, and I said, you know, let's do this CPOP exercise. Do you mind if we just did something where we just articulate who's your audience and what is the pain point or pleasure point? And what we, in and, and by the way, for someone like her, because she had spent enough time thinking about it, we, we did that exercise in about 10 minutes. Okay. I gave her a five-word CPOP, five okay. words. And she just about fell on the floor. It's was kind of fun to watch, by the way. Because <laughs> um, what, what happened is it is too amazingly simple. And then, you know, the next steps... Or okay, you've got all these goals and other things you're doing. What if you what if you just said, okay, if this is your CPOB mm-hmm. and we focused on marketing, what are the three things we should be doing to accomplish that? Okay, of the five goals or more we have, what do we need to throw away so we can get down to three? And if we did that for each vertical, what would we ultimately end up with? Right. And I think you know, if you're a company of one, and then it becomes very easy. Um, right. I will guarantee you because this is something I found in the research. Ninety-eight percent of the thought leaders I spoke with did not have clarity in terms of who they were. Right. And so, subsequently, you go to their website, and it's different than their social media. And you talk to them, and that's slightly different as well. And having having a consistent view, that clarity and consistency, right, helps lead towards credibility. Okay.
0: Yeah, that makes sense because each each kind of a uh, bite at the apple that somebody's taken as they have an interaction with an organization, it's it's the same, right? It's it's a consistency. And with that, they um, it probably makes them feel more comfortable because they're not getting different stories. And um, and since it's the same story, they're getting up the understanding curve understand what the business does quicker as well. So um, shortens probably sales cycle. And um, and I would say it's it goes both ways, right? So somebody who is considering the company and sees this consistent story, they can also say, well, that's not what I want. I'll go elsewhere. So
1: I, I the great way to mention that most or many business owners don't recognize the importance of firing their bad clients. Hmm. Yeah, If you don't let them in, in the first place, or if they self-select not to be in the first place, you, you know, how lucky you are. And it's, we just don't, we just don't think about that. And now let me just do a little bit of clarification. When you say same story, I I want to say something specific, the actual story and how it's deployed you know, the the stories you tell and what it means to somebody who's in finance versus marketing or Marcom or production or engineering, right? The, how they tell the story will be different, mm-hmm. but they're telling the story from the construct of the playground that they know the entire company plays in. Okay. So the CPOP is the same. What I often say, what comes after the pop is tell me more. Okay. And so the tell me more is very specific to the person, but they're, talking from the same playground yeah. and that becomes very obvious to somebody who's paying attention
0: okay interesting um what what kind of uh launched you into this research and coming up with this uh this methodology this cl- focus on uh credibility and
1: clarity you know I I it's interesting I I always think if I look at when i when i actually tell my entire story which you know for many of us take a long time i i look at each turning point each turning point had an opportunity where serendipity played its hand so some people might say god some people say the universe we'll just say serendipity right and and there's a choice to to go in one direction or another and and so i was um in 2018 towards 2019 i was running four book publishing companies. Okay. And we know because of Amazon and what happened. And by the way, 2020 with COVID completely knocked the book publishing business off its off its heels. Really? In some areas it did great. Yeah. Um for hybrids it knocked it off its heels. Right. Okay. So so what was interesting is I was thinking, well, what's next? Where do I go? Now I've done I've done support and help for a number of different thought leaders from a number of different areas. And, you know, what was interesting. I woke up one day and I go credibility and I, I don't know exactly. I was trying to think what is the consistent thread that thought leaders have? And, and so I woke up the next morning and I thought Napoleon Hill, Napoleon Hill interviewed 500 millionaires and did Think and Grow Rich. What if Mitchell Levy interviewed 500 thought leaders on credibility? Right. Now, let me tell you a mistake I made. I made a mistake that I didn't listen to my wife. Is that is that something you can relate to <laughs> at, at all? Is that, um, so, not me. No, not me. So are you? you listen all the time. Okay, I got you. Um, she had said when I started deploying credibility, she said, honey, Do you realize that all business owners think they're credible? Hmm. Whether you're Republican credible or Democratic credible or fill in the blank. Right. And after deploying for three years, I've done okay with my business. But the answer is that is correct. In the world, and that's what the internet has done. The internet has made those people who do things which are not similar to yours, they have a level of credibility that they get from their sources of information that are different than yours. And both levels are credible. And so therefore selling something called credibility is not as powerful. Mm -hmm. Sell is something called clarity. Okay. And so that's that, you know, you talk to any of your business owners, who are you in less than 10 words? Right. And people stumble.
0: Yeah. No, that's, that's uh... yeah. And if, if you can't, Enunciate that. How can you then communicate to
1: your customers? Right, I think is probably. Well, they do. People do. It's the way the system. The and that's what I'm. Uh, I I'm about six months into a PhD program, and the dissertation is focused on the missing element in leadership today, which essentially is clarity. Right. Okay. It's it's having the ability to to start with a a CPOP, have a playground the company plays in. And then from there, build the activity that the company does.
0: Okay. Maybe you could share some examples of of businesses that you've worked with, with creating greater clarity and the impact they've had on them. Because as the name of the podcast implies, we're looking for lasting impact. How do we have positive lasting impact on small and mid-sized businesses? Because- we think those kinds of organizations are, play such a vital role in our economy, but also in our society. So what kind of uh, what's what's an example or two that uh, you could share with us?
1: You know, the. I want to point out two, um two topics and I'll give you the examples. OK, um, one topic is for many small businesses, the best. Uh the best thing you could do is build your referral network. Build the amount of people who are referring you, whether or not they're past customers, uh, their referral partners, their affiliate partners, build people who want to share people with you. Okay. The second, as a business owner with limited resources, where do you spend your energy? Right? So, in in both cases, companies that I've worked with, when when you actually have the, a CPOP, so I'll, I'll share with you the, the, the framework, it's, it's the who, and okay. it's the pain point and pleasure point. When you actually have that, and you could say it in 10 words, the ability to refer somebody is just so much easier. Sure. Um, I've got at least 25 companies I could point to where uh, let's focus on the, what do I do next? so business owner right you wake up in the morning what do you do or what are you doing this week where do you spend your money where where you're going to uh outsource and there's always a marketing um a marketing du jour there's always some marketing product or marketing approach and how do you say yes or no how do you say yes to this new hire or no to another how do you say uh, you know, what we talked about yes to a customer and and no
0: right
1: and so what often happens is when, when people are thinking about the who and the what, they want to go as broad as possible because there's all these marketing cookie cutter approaches. Right. And and they think bigger is better. And right. I'm going to say, no, more narrow, more focused is better. Because mm-hmm. then people, what will happen, the more narrow you are, like if somebody heard me and they were a consultant, they didn't hear that I I work with coaches, consultants, and small businesses, they'll go, Mitchell, your stuff sounds like I could use it at my company. I'm a consulting firm, or Mitchell, I I got a small business, but I have two primary rainmakers. Does it work? Yes, <laughs> right. So people will opt in if they mm-hmm. like who you are and your process. And and I probably the what I'll say is when people get their CPOP, ninety percent of the people end up. And some people say I should never say this, but I'll say it. 90% of the people end up forgetting it somewhere between two hours and two weeks because they don't recognize how simple the world can be. Right. The 10% go, oh my God. So I, there's a there's a, a particular single person organization I'm thinking about where when, when she got her CPOP mm-hmm. and she thought what she had to do, all of a sudden, you could see her mind rolling, and she goes, "Oh, huh? I, I need to update my website. I, I need to update my social media. I need to. Oh, I got clients I need to fire. Oh, I, there's a client I said no to yesterday. I need to say yes to it." Just the what it does, it gives you a compass moving forward. Um, I'm trying to think of a, a, a some simple examples of companies you know for for companies with with multiple employees in place right it allowed them to look at the current plans and how they were managing people and kind of throw that out and start over and do something really simple okay right it allows for many companies it helps significantly increase engagement because if there's a playground you play in, and you're responsible for an aspect of finance in that playground, and your customer is internal, well, what's what well, are the goals? There's like the the end goal in this case is you have an internal customer who's go, who has an external customer. Well, what do I need to do to the internal people to make the external people happy?
0: Right. Because that's
1: the bigger the bigger C pop, right? And and it just I think simplicity is not easy. What I'll what I'll say to you is, is Matt, it's really hard, like for anyone you talk to, without sounding like you're you you have a commercial or you're selling yourself. Who is it that you who is it that you play with? Um, what is it that you do? How do you get people excited? Um, and it's transformational when when you go through it.
0: Yeah, no, I I I can see that. Um... Oh, well, thanks for sharing those those uh, stories. Um, if you were sitting down across the coffee table with a, a small business owner, um, you know, based on kind of what, what you're seeing, what what you've really spent energy on and discovered here in the past few years, is there a word of advice that you could give them?
1: A lot of people... A lot of the the businesses that I'll bump into, they're pretty successful today mm-hmm. right and and they'll go, yeah, yeah, we don't rely on our website because you know people come to us in a different way or we don't rely on social media because it's not relevant, right? And what I'll say is the, the definition of credibility, is the quality in which we are trusted, known, and liked. So trust, know, and like. So how do you establish trust? Well, the best way you could have trust is have people refer you. How do you get people to refer you? Give them a simple way that they can do that. How do people get to know you? Well, the types of stories you tell, the types of feedback, you get it through social proof. Having your customers talk about you is the best way possible. And having your customers, you know, I have, probably close to a thousand customer testimonials and I have too many, so I don't know what to do with them. Right. But having that many testimonials allows it for people to actually see me before they talk to me. Mm -hmm. And so for, for companies that are out there being able to allow the, your prospects to see you before they talk to you, allow them to get to know you. What do you really stand for? You know, you may say your integrity is one thing, but what is your internal integrity? How do you actually act? And do you do things that are likable? And that's the other thing. So what I often do with people is when I sit across the table, I'll I'll say, who are you? Now, you should be able to do that in seconds. Um, If it takes you 10 minutes, I have a different conversation that I'm going to have with you. Uh, But if you do that in seconds, oh, let me take a look at your website and your social. And if they say, oh, yeah, that's not good. I'm going to say let's fix that. It doesn't take a lot of time. You you don't have to be the leaders in your website or the leaders in social media. But you have to be good enough to reinforce asynchronously that you're trustworthy and that and in a way in which people get to know you a little bit better. Okay. And those three again you said were trust no. oh we know we 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 know the we know the phrase no like trust it just right. when I did the research it it's it it's not that way it's trust no like okay so and uh just as a as a business guy let's say somebody accidentally jumps uh jumps on your website right you've got five seconds to build the trust that you do that you do what you say you do okay once once I get the five seconds I'm then gonna allocate another 60 seconds to get to know you a little bit better so I'll poke around Okay. As I get to know you, I'll build on the trust, but I'll also build on. Hey, do I like this firm? Do I like the the principles of the firm?
0: Okay. Okay. So you flip that from no like trust to trust
1: no like. Trust no like.
0: Yep. Okay, that's a, that's great. Okay, Mitchell, we've had a good conversation today. I really appreciate you being on here. If if somebody wants to get a hold of you to learn about this way to get the C pop as you call it, the simple description of who they are who they serve um, in a very short and concise phrase that's really forcing them to clarify who they are in the marketplace what's their role in the world I would guess um you know what what's the best way for folks to get a hold of you
1: you know I, I I think we we'd seen each other on LinkedIn so I'm there but the best way to to reach out to me is through my website okay. so it's Mitchell Levy dot com, And from there, uh, you could see the programs that we run. Uh, you could connect to me on social. And if you need to book time or are interested in booking time on the calendar, you can get directly to the calendar.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, that's that's so great. It's amazing how that the calendar, the online calendar has changed things over the past several years, right? So yes, it has. Anyway, Mitchell, I appreciate you being uh, a guest today, and I appreciate all of our podcast listeners to tuning in. I hope that you've uh, gained something here from Mitchell today, specifically about not just credibility, but clarity are really the two uh, key words that he's brought to us today. So um, be sure to tune in in for our next podcast, and uh, we look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks.
1: Thanks, Matt. Thanks so much. Take care, everyone.
0: Matt Pohl here. Thank you for watching this episode of Leaders of Lasting Impact. If you're a successful business advisor, I encourage you to go to leaders.rewildgroup.com where you can learn how to be a guest on our show. If you enjoyed the episode, please share on social media. You can also tag people that you think might be a good guest for our show. Just be sure to use hashtag leaders of lasting impact so we can see your comments and suggestions. We release episodes on a regular basis, so be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Finally, we really appreciate your ratings and reviews. Those go a long way with promoting our podcast. It really means a lot to me and our team. Learn more about the Rewild Group at rewildgroup.com, or you can follow us on LinkedIn. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time.